This episode of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast is brought to you by TFC Productions. Christine, what's the TFC stand for? Two Fit Crazies. Two Fit Crazy Productions? Yeah. Yeah, we produce some podcasts. So, um, you know, people always come up to us uh, and ask us how we can help them or, you know, what we can do. How did you get started in podcasting? What do I need? This and that. We got Let you us covered. help you. Let got- us consult with you. We'll walk you through every step. Got you covered. And then from there, if you feel like recording and sending us the information, we'll produce it. We'll package it. We'll send it back to you nice with a bow on it. And uh, you just upload it yourself. And we'll uh, give you all those marketing tools and everything you need to do in the meantime. That's right. From the leaders in Podcasting 101. TFC Productions. So we're also brought to you by ContiFit.com, which is your virtual online fitness and wellness. You name it, you need it. We're here for you. And uh, make sure, check out the Let's Face It Together Facial Fitness and Rehabilitation Program, working with special populations around the world. Get virtually certified today. Don't miss out. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. We've got virtual online health coaching uh, sessions with me, uh, my company, High Five Health and Fitness. Uh, all the information, High Five Health and Fitness. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Heavy one today, Christine. I love it. My mind hurts. No, but it's but it's a beautiful from thinking, listen. Yes. Like from thinking, I'm on overdrive. Like, I'm, whoa. Right? Whoa. That's we're, how I feel. We're going within today. Whoa. Yeah. We're going deep. Deep. Deep Well, today. it's the only way to go. Right. What are we talking about? Okay. <laughs> so Udo Erasmus is fantastic. And there's so many levels to this conversation that you're going to hear. I mean, from inner peace to, you know, collective consciousness to... um The life you know, that is within us. Oh, my gosh. Brian. Yeah. Whose body is that? I would say mine, but it's the life's. Right. It doesn't so like belong you own to me. Your body. I mean, these are things that I know it sounds kind of, you know, existential, I would say, um, for those non-English people out there. It's very deep. That's what that <laughs> is, kind of moving outside your body. Um, but, you know. I, 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 Christine, honestly, this stuff always makes sense to me. R- well, it does to me, too. But we're it has been also s- a little bit. But on- it has been such a big part of my life and my recovery really i guess and and just like yeah the evolution and the expansion of brian and all those Mm -hmm. things you know and and you know i've talked about epiphanies and i've talked about those moments of clarity that is just like oh my god this is where it you know this is what i need to do this is what i don't need to do and and they always come from within they always come from a feeling they always Mm -hmm. come from i mean something that we've trivialized to the point now where we have pictures to describe our emotions right right (laughs) Right? the emojis and you know and all these things that that are actually are pictures that describe words that describe the way that Feelings. we feel yeah. right and the way that we actually feel you know not the way we think we feel but like you know just the, these these really deep deep feelings and uh so um it came out a little bit out of left field now i had known of udo because 
of some products that he has that I had taken to kind of help me with some. Explain what it is. It sounds like drugs right now. No, it's not. It's oil. It's oil. You can put it on your salad dressing. It's oil that you put in a Mm -hmm. spoon and you take it and you put it in your mouth, but it's a blend of oils that, that enhances, um, not only endurance, but recovery from workouts and exercises. And it's just, you know, it's, it's popular. I saw it on an advertisement in like Mm -hmm. runner's world and, uh, you know, they had the right people advertising it, which were these monsters endurance athletes, monster endurance athletes. And I was like, what is this you know it's an it was an ad right and uh and i you know looked it up and then i do some research on it. i said what the hell i'll buy it as you know it's like a bottle for whatever yeah. i got it like on amazon or something or at the health food store i forget even where i've had I've, I've purchased it a few times i actually spilled some in my kitchen once and it's not cheap you know so it's like i was like what? did you lick it off the floor uh no it was once it was on the floor it was gone <laughs> but no it was one of those things you know um a sign perhaps not from above but from within uh that um uh, so I, I was familiar with the man, uh, and then we get into our conversation, which is the best part about oh, our podcast and, and what he's we're an doing. Author. I mean, he he has a couple books that um, one is fats that heal and fats that kill right. is one of them, and then the book on total sexy health, which goes through eight different kind of pillars and ideas um, of, you know, what total health is all about. and Which he discusses here with yeah, us today. And you are going to love, love listeners, listen up. You're going to love his discussion on heartache because he really gets into this of, you know, feeling heartache. We've all felt it, whether it be like a breakup or a loss of some sort or just something happening where your your heart hurts and you can't describe it. And, you know, he's really saying that that is your heart ache is like the genesis for it's the common denominator for all of it. what you do with your life. And it's crazy because I think of, you know, and Brian, the same way that we've been through things that are not, you know, like indescribable, you know, ineffable is the word you can't. <laughs> there's no words to it. It's ineffable. You can't describe it. But there's something and and that. You know, those moments that are even so terrible that you think are just like life ending. I'm never going to be able to go on. This is it's actually the catalyst for you change. And, you and I do not sit here and speak to each other, certainly not to Udo. And, you know, don't even have this part of our lives without those heart aches, without that despair, right. without those moments that created where right. we are right now. Um, you know, just beautiful stuff. I I, uh, I really enjoyed this. Um, and uh, what we have a code for you because Udo has um, given us, um, a, you know. A, a okay. Kind of, so here's the deal. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, as I pull this up and then forget, right? So actually, um, Udo's offering everybody. Listen up. A Get free gift. So we have um, we have an, uh, we have a link actually to his free ebook. Your body needs an oil change. This is so fun and a mini course. Um, I love it. Like you think of like you know you treat your car and sure. we're not treating our body the same way. So it's actually really cool. So we're gonna put all that information um, on the website. We'll put it up when we release the show. Obviously, you see this, um, but take advantage of this. Um, and we'll put all that information. Up yeah, so there check your show well. notes wherever you re- you know you listen to your show. You'll be able to find it there. If you're clicking off of social media, it'll be there. Um, you know whatever it is that uh, however you came upon this show or whatever it is that how you listen to it will be uh, able to line you up with that free gift. And uh, listen, enjoy this one. Uh, it's a beautiful. 
Uh, it's a beautiful thing, and I think with the, the, the state of affairs and where we are with all things at this very time, this point in time in, uh, in life and in the world, uh, this may be exactly what you need. So please enjoy the beautiful, beautiful conversation with Mr. Udo Erasmus. Here we go. Christine Conti <laughs> and I'm Brian Prendergast and we are Two Fit Crazies and the microphone we are where it's at today Brian. where it's at is right here oh it is uh-huh. it is and I would like to go ahead and introduce Udo Erasmus to our show how are you today uh, off as crazy as you are <laughs> I and, and, and happy about it <laughs> I love it I love it I, I believe it mm-hmm. I have no doubt Absolutely. <laughs> We're ready. We're ready for an awesome conversation today. Our listeners are in for a treat because you are exciting. You have got a great story and we were just talking before and I, you know, mm. we, we didn't want to ruin it. We didn't ruin the surprise for the listeners and all this background. So you were actually telling, I don't know, we heard the word nude beach. We heard the <laughs> word like refugee. We heard, you know, pioneer yeah. so what poisoned by pesticides oh my goodness so happily happily divorced oh my gosh all right so where are you coming <laughs> where are you coming to us from today i'm in vancouver canada ah. Vancou- we've been on a canadian kick in the last I, month love our I canadians heard, i heard you when you talked to uh the the trainer what's his name who peter twist, peter twist. yeah because he was a trainer for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Yep. Correct. Mm-hmm. And I met him and introduced him to an oil blend that increases stamina by 40 to 60%. And Let's... he had the te- and he had the team using it. But they never tell anybody cuz if they find something that gives them an edge, they keep it a secret. That's right. Oh. And I and I thought the athletes were going to get us a bottle in every fridge and not any of them ever talk about it. <laughs> well, I'm willing to it's talk so competitive, so they yeah. want to keep their secrets. That gives them an edge, right? Speak I'm willing to talk about yeah. it. Well, I walk in the yeah. studio. Yay! And, <laughs> and Brian says to me, you know I've bought things from our guests today. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So this this is always exciting when we actually have, you know, research-based coming to mm-hmm. you, like already, mm-hmm. you know, tried things out. So Brian, go. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I've 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 purchased your three six nine blend over the years, and uh, the hook for me was those athletes that were telling their secrets, uh, which was the uh, you know the endurance athletes that I'd see in the advertisements. It was like Max King, and uh, you know I think Scott Jurek, even uh, you know endurance, yeah, yeah, ultra, Scott Jurek, yeah. ultra endurance he, he athletes. Yeah, he uh, he uh, he got the uh, U.S. record for the longest distance run in twenty four hours. Yes, one hundred and fifty two miles. That's twenty. Uh, that's six marathons in twenty-four hours, and he did it using Udo's oil. Unbelievable. And he 
he would say it, it increased his stamina by, I think he said 25, but he's very conservative because we, when we measured it, it's 40 to 60%. Within and, a month, if you take the right amount. That's insanity. And uh, yeah, so, so that's how it works. So the, the advertisements get me in, but now I've mm-hmm. got to find out what's going on here, right? So then I research and I <laughs> oh, Google. No, no. And- but if you, if you got the advertisement got you in, did you take the oil? Of course. Okay, then you should talk to your body and find out what it's doing. <laughs> well, for. no, I had to before I order it, before I purchase it. What is this here? You know, what is this? And then you do yeah, your yeah. research, and I said, okay, um, these All guys, right. th- their word is good enough for me. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I'm a ham and egger, so I'm gonna just you know do what uh you know if it's working for them, it's working for me. So I got some, and sure enough, yeah, no, I've I've had great success you, using the product. So what'd you notice? So what did you notice? Uh, recovery, a lot better. Uh, you know, Very, yeah, yeah, no endurance, and and I can tell. You know, when I'm working hard and I'm getting older, so, um, you know, as I work hard, it, it feels different now. And, um, you know, if I have more uh, endurance in the tank and I, and I really feel like I can move a little bit further and and, uh, mm-hmm. and I can do it again, you know, if not the next day, like, uh, you know, like some of these guys, like the next day or two, um, you know, if I'm able to get right back at it, then uh, that works for mm-hmm. me. That's all we want, right? We want to be able to train yeah. harder. Very cool. Yeah. We had, we had uh, weight, uh, weightlifters, bodybuilders. We had bodybuilders going back to in their 50s, bodybuilders in their 50s, going back to the workouts they used to do when they were in their 30s. Yeah. No, I, I believe it. And that's all about recovery or not needing as much, right? Because you can just train it's, harder. Well, yeah. You, what, what it does is the omega-3s, that's, that's, the, 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 that's the, secret, <laughs> the secret ingredient, right? The omega-3s increase metabolic rate, increase oxygen consumption, increase oxidation rate. They give your, and that's why they give your cells more energy to do whatever their job is, whether that's your hormone cells or your muscle cells or your bone cells, whatever the cells do, they'll have more energy to get it done. So they'll be more effective in really every part of your body for whatever the job is. Brain works better, muscles work better, bones work better, liver works better, kidneys work better, digestion works better, and on and on and on. So, and and they do that because they have double bonds in them. These are the highest energy molecule of any of our essential nutrients, right? There's about 18 minerals, 13 vitamins, seven, eight, eight essential fatty, uh, sorry, eight essential amino acids, and two essential fatty acids. These are building blocks your body can't make that you have to get from outside. If you don't get enough, life cannot make a good body for you. You have to have those. You want to optimize them if you want optimum health. And the omega-3s of all of those essential building blocks are the ones that have the most energy, that store the most sunlight, that you get the most energy from when you take them because the double bonds they contain are high energy and make them reactive. And anything that makes you more reactive gets you more energy and gets jobs done more quickly. Recover in a third to a half the time, build muscle faster, lose them slower if you stop working out, and better joint mobility and flexibility, less pain and inflammation in in joints. Those are some sharper reflexes on the boxers and – you know, we had um, runners and cyclists. We ran them to exhaustion. We got them to exhaustion before they took the oil. And then when they took the oil, 
We ran them to exhaustion 30 days later, 40 to 60% increase in their performance of their sport to exhaustion. Hmm. That's how we measured it. And then we took them off and watched their, uh, watched their performance go down. Then we put them back on, watched it go back up again. Then we were going to take them off one more time and they wouldn't take, they wouldn't do it because <laughs> they, because they were convinced. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I don't know. I feel like you like science and, um, you know, and biology and chemistry. I feel like you got something going on here. So yeah. we were talking a little bit off air before about, you know, you were into, you know, all the sciences and you said that, you know, you were dabbling in, you know, med school. Um, in what? In med school. <laughs> I dabbled. Yeah. So yeah, I took, yeah. tell us what, you know, obviously you're, you know, your path, like you even said you were a pioneer. How did you, how did you get to this? I mean, this isn't the normal path and normally, you know, yeah. a doctor or a, you know, yeah, yeah. medical yeah. fitness or uh, whatnot. This is fascinating. I, tell you what, I have, you know, I was born during the second world war and we were refugees when I was just under three. The communists were chasing us in tanks and trucks. And we were on roads that was all women and children, young children on horse-drawn wagons, no soldiers, no military on those roads, fleeing to try and get the hell out of Poland into Germany. And the Allies were using us for target practice. These are the good guys. Hmm. They were shooting at us from planes. And so my life at that time, it was very hectic. Like kids are really sensitive to that. So I be I grew up really shy, not very social. Read a lot of books because they were safe, right? So I could read stories that I wouldn't be safe living, right? But they'd be safe reading. Mm -hmm. So I did a lot of reading, and I was never I never knew what I could count on because my mother had to leave me behind. My father and I didn't have a good relationship. And I didn't really have many friends. And, and, and because I didn't know what I could count on because of this crazy experience, I always tried to figure out how things work. Because when you know how things work, then you know how to, how to, you know, how to work with them. So that's why I got into science, how, how things work. Then into biosciences, how creatures work. Then into psychology to figure out how thinking works. Then into medicine, because I wanted to know how health works. But medicine, I found out very quickly, is only about disease. And so I left and went back into biochemistry and genetics. Because in biology, you learn about health. Because you're studying normal creatures in normal situations, living normally. That would be health. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and then I left university because I still didn't, I was still missing something and got into self-knowledge. Because I wanted to know how I work. And part of that was when I was six years old and I heard our adults argue about stupid things, you know, <laughs> it just occurred to me. I said, man, there must be a better way for people to live. There must be a way that people can live in harmony. And then the thought came, and I'm going to find out how. So that's been my driver. And when you say, how did you get into it? You know, yeah, I never, I never figured out how to get back in the box. So right. I mean, living outside the box pretty much since I was two years old, right? And uh, you know, but I did I did studies and all of that stuff. But I'm I'm just yeah I'm 
I'm really out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this pursuit of in this pursuit of harmony, it's taken you, uh, you know, through many different paths, and and uh, and yeah. you know, obviously the the you know the focus now is on the health and nutrition and the and you know your products and your um, and your books as well, right? Tell us about your books. Yeah. Well, I I have a book called Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill, and the point of that is you have to understand. When it comes to fats, there are two completely opposite stories. Once you understand that, that's the foundation. Once you understand that, then you just got to figure out which are the ones that heal and bring them in and which are, are the ones that kill and make sure you, you avoid them or change out of them. Right. Your body needs an oil change, just like your car. Dirty oil out, good oils in. And then when you get to good oils, then you get your increase in performance and increase in mental stability. St- uh, sorry, uh, stamina as well. Like one day when I was 54, I had a deadline. I had to do something. And I worked, started at 8 in the morning, worked all day, worked all through the next night, no sleep, worked till noon the next day to meet the deadline. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that when I was in my 20s. I was doing that in my 50s. There you go. That's insane. Pretty. Yeah. Um, I just... Yeah. Keep going back to this. Now, I love that you just gave the analogy of, all right, you know what? You need an oil change like your car. And, you know, Brian and I talk yeah. a lot about, you know, what what you feed your body. You know, you got a nice car. You're going to feed it the best, you know, gasoline and oil. Well, why aren't we doing that with our bodies? And, you know, where is yeah. the disconnect coming from at this point? Oh, I, okay. So the disconnect comes from another place. You know, I, I've been going around for like 40 years giving talks on oils and stuff. And I would run into people who went to every expert who came through their town. They knew more about health than I did. And they weren't putting into practice what they learned. They had big books. They took copious notes, right? They they weren't putting it into practice. And of course, I'm a little bit like that too. I don't put everything into practice that I know either. So why is it? And I figured out is, you know, it's good to have accurate information because when people lie to you, that's a form of dictatorship because they take away your choice. You can't make good choices on, on misinformation, right? So it's important to give accurate information, but even as important and in some ways more important is you need to find a way to get people inspired. Why is that? You know, I, I listened to your inspired uh, <laughs> podcast from a few times ago, right? Sure. And, but why is, it, why is inspiration so important? Because when you're inspired, it's a high-energy state. So high-energy state, you feel capable. You know, that's why people get pep talks sometimes mm-hmm. before they have to do something, right? Right. So you have a high-energy state. It's easier for you to get out of your mental ruts, your mental habits, your ways of doing things. That's, it's hard to climb out of those ruts. You know, because you're talking about, in my case, you're talking about 78 years of habit. Right. Now, to get out of that is a big deal. But when you can inspire me, I feel so good about being alive that I say, you know what? I like this so much that I'm going to make whatever change I need to make to be here for as long as I can, as healthy as I can, as capable as I can, and I'll learn the skills and I'll do the hard work and I'll do the workouts and whatever it takes for me to have this incredible experience for as long as is humanly possible. So inspiration is huge. 
I call it nutrient one. Okay. Because of that. So, so let me ask you this then, uh, in your experience, yeah. uh, chicken and egg here, which one comes first? Is it the movement, the exercise, or is it the inspiration? Rarely do we, you know, how does it work? How do you see it? Oh, well, if you look at human nature, your, your foundation is more important. So your being is more important than your doing. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because you can be without doing, but you can't do without being. Okay. So the inspiration for that reason is more important. Behind the inspiration is life energy. There's your power. If you never sit down and get still and feel what it feels like to be in your power, to be in your life, to see the light of it, to hear the sound of it, to feel the love of it. And in behind that, the awareness that makes it possible for you to notice any of that. If you don't have that as your basis, everything you're going to do, everything you do in your life will be half-assed. So when did you become aware? There's my question. Cause I- uh, well, I, I got my nose rubbed in the fact that if you don't cultivate peace when you can during peacetime, you will always be drifting towards conflict and war. And so because I had been through my war, I, I got my nose rubbed in it really early. Hmm. It's always been an issue. That goes back to how can people live together in harmony? So it works for everybody, not just for a few at the expense of everybody else. And that requires a certain kind of state of being. Now, where, where I really got serious about it is when I started to feel my heart aching. I remember after I was 17 years old, I couldn't shake it anymore. What we do with heartache, you know, you know what I'm talking about? It, it yeah, hurts absolutely. in your chest. Mm-hmm. Yes. Heartache, loneliness, blues, somebody dumped you, your grandmother died, sadness, sorrow, grief, loss. Something's not right here when you feel that. Absolutely. It's like a thirst. It's like a thirst. It's like a hunger. It's like a need. What is that need? And I didn't know. At 17, I felt it all the time, every day. I couldn't distract myself from it. That's what we usually do. Deny it, ignore it, distract yourself from it, blame it on somebody. And I couldn't do that anymore. And so I was in heartache, 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 heartache. What is this? I didn't know what it was. And one day a guy said, a guy explained it to me. The thirst of the heart is not about what triggered it, but it is actually your heart calling your awareness to come back home inside and reconnect to life. And when you're in that, you're in unconditional love because life loves you unconditionally, loves your body unconditionally. You're in peace because that energy is cannot be created or destroyed. So there's no fear there. There's no stress there. There's a place, that foundation the, in awareness, in life energy and inspiration. All of them are internal feelings, experiences, direct experiences. Those are never affected by stress, by trauma, by anything else that goes on on the outside. And that foundation... To the, I, I basically started 48 years ago doing a practice of 
taking time every day to sit still. Uh, you do it with me, right? Right. Sit, sit really still. See how still you can sit. This is like when we played hide and seek. You know, sometimes we'd be behind a bush and easy to see, but maybe not easy to see, but easy to hear. And then we'd sit there really quietly, not even breathe almost. So sit as still as you can. Breathe really lightly so you're not dragging your breath through your, through your throat. Breathe lightly. See how deeply you can go into that stillness. See how long you can stay there. And while you're in that stillness, look around inside. What can you see? What can you hear? What you can feel? What can you taste? And the truth is when you look into your inner darkness, if you look deep enough, you will, you will see that there is light in your inner darkness. You are that light. There's a sound in your inner silence. You are that sound. There's a feeling in your emptiness. You are that feeling. That's a feeling of unconditional love. Life loves your body unconditionally. There's your model for the greatest love there is. It's not from mom. Moms, Moms are very loving. There's one love greater than that, and that's the one within you that takes care of everything in your body. Omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient in you the life energy that came from the foods you ate and that the foods you ate got from the sun. Mm. And, and this light that you see, that's the subjective of experience of being light, being life, whereas the scientists always started from the outside. Mm. So it's like seeing light is different from being light. The subjective experience is you are light. And the deeper you look into it, the more you discover that you have always had everything that you were that you're looking for on the outside, but you have it on the inside, and and as long as you're not looking inside for it, you're saying, okay, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? It's like I have a million dollars in my left pocket, right. but I only look for money in my right pocket. And I have no money in my right pocket, mm-hmm. and I'm going around saying, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, <laughs> right? Uh, but I have a million dollars in my left pocket. I'm just not looking where it is, and we live our lives that way most of the time not looking to where what we are looking for actually already exists within us. Now, I think that what what's great, and I love these conversations because you and Brian yeah. and myself get it. And that's what mm-hmm. I love. And, yeah. you know, it took a long time, and I think everyone has their own journey. And one mm-hmm. of the things that you know, when I work with people all over is that my heart almost hurts when I see other people not being able to see things for themselves. And, you know, I, I tell people all the time, I said, I, I'm lucky in this world because I know my, maybe, you know, maybe not exactly, but I know my purpose. I know what Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be doing. It's not always sunshine and rainbows, but I know that when I get up in the morning and we talk to a lot of people on our show from all over the world that share that there, it's almost like you're enlightened and it's something that it could happen to someone when they're two, when they're Mm -hmm. 17, when they're 35, right. Uh, You know, or, or it, Maybe there doesn't happen until they're 60 or it never oh. happens. Mm-hmm. And that's, yes. I, I almost, I, go ahead. Yeah. Can I tell you the, the reason 
why I talk about heartache is because <clears throat> it, it, it is the most central feeling that we live with. And we, no culture that I know of and no religion that I know of and no politics that I know of understands what that is and what to do with it. And it's the most important not had conversation on the planet is the conversation about heartache. And the reason why is that when you're in your mother's womb, I call it the Buddha tank. When you're in your mother's womb, there's nothing to do. There's nowhere to go. Everything's taken care of and you're pretty safe. Mm. And so your awareness when you're in the Buddha tank for the nine months or however long you were there, your awareness was at rest inside, in its source, in life, in awareness. And so you hung out and you floated around in your Buddha tank <laughs> and you were enlightened, enlightened, lit up from within. And you were in that light and you were just smiling. Sometimes you see babies in the womb oh, yeah. smiling and, you know, like, like you're definitely there in bliss, right? Yeah. So then you come out into the world and now the, the party's over. Right. The party you had is over. The Buddha tank is gone. Right. Now you got to look around. What's this? What's this? Oh, uh, yeah, blah, blah. you got to learn. you got to figure out how you can survive in the world. And, you, and the, the joke is that in the end, you don't survive because your body is a terminal condition. Right? Right. From the get-go. Because anything that has form will lose its form. So now you go out into the world, and that happens automatically through your senses that monitor change. So the moment something changes, you see, what's that? And you have to assess, is this friend or foe or irrelevant? If it's a friend, you go closer. If it's an enemy, you run like hell. And if it's irrelevant, you ignore it. Listening, so you do that with your senses. Your senses monitor energy. And in the process of getting to know the world, your focus of awareness moves from present inside but absent outside in the Buddha tank to present outside, but now absent inside. So your disconnect from your self-presence that you had in the womb in order to get to know the world. Sometimes they say, gain the world and lose your soul. That's not a, that's a pretty good metaphor for it. And that's where heartache began. And that heartache will haunt you until you address it. And fundamentally, instead of saying, oh, don't pay attention to it, that's what they t- tell drug addicts. Drug addicts are famous for having ache in their heart mm. all the time, right? And they say, oh, don't focus on that. When I had it, the people would tell me, don't focus on it. It'll just drive you crazy. Or why can't you get a job like your brother? <laughs> you know, stuff like that, right? And I couldn't. I couldn't shake it. So it was always there. And it was like, and, and so what I say to people is, when you feel heartache, sit down, get quiet, be with it, feel it. It's not going to kill you. It can, can be intense, but it's actually not going to hurt you. Feel it. Accept it. Embrace it. Maybe even be grateful for it. Yes. For the power that it has to get you out of your head, ground you, make you simple. 
for the power it has to be your driving force to look for something. The, the, the fact that it is the starting point for your journey back to yourself. And you can't side, you know, you can't in, avoid the starting point. If you're going to run the race, you got to put your feet in the starting blocks. Those are the starting blocks for the journey home, for the journey to your mastery, for the journey to your light, for the journey to discover and begin to embody the master that is life that lives within you. And then when you, when you start doing that and you get good at it and you feel like you're fully present, then it's going to be cool. And then you'll drift and you say, yeah, I feel so good. And then, then you start drifting outside again. And then it will remind you because it'll come back and say, then you feel your heart hurt. So you start, that's your starting point. And this far behind this starting point is what you're looking for. So it gets you so close by just accepting that feeling instead of trying to fake your way around it. <laughs> but no one right? wants no one wants to feel. I mean, no well, one wants to feel all the bad feels, you know. Well, well, no no no, so don't judge it. It's not a bad feeling. Right, it is. It's, a, it's an incredibly mm -hmm. incredibly powerful, awesome, amazing feeling because it's bringing you home. Right. Mhm. Mm now, and that I, far behind it is your bliss, is your peace, is your unconditional love. So the idea then is every day, just like every day you do bathroom time, you know when to go, you know, you know when, you, when it's time to go to the bathroom, you know when it's time to go to bed, you know when it's time to, to mate, right? You know, you know, all of that we know. That's all our external interactions when it comes to internal interaction with yourself to become fully yourself we don't know what to do with it heartache is the starting point peace contentment wholeness health uh anything is possible vision creativity begin from that place and your purpose talking about purpose you know how do you find purpose? Well, you, how are you going to find purpose if you don't know whether you're a table or a chair? <laughs> Truth. Right? <laughs> so how, how, how are you going to find what, – what is the purpose for a human being if the human being is never present in their own, in their own, in their own nature? It's like, yeah, and then you look at the world and all the crazy shit we're doing. Yeah. Sorry. No. <laughs> you know, please. Whether you're talking about environment or politics or relationships or health, we're screwing them all up. Why are we screwing them up? Because out of our discontent, we create more discontent. That was my take home from 2000 and, uh, 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 9 11, from 9 11. Mm -hmm. Said, oh my God, discontent people will always spread discontent. If people who know what contentment is, and I'm one of the people who claims to know what it is, if we don't do more to spread contentment than they do to spread discontent, guess where we're headed? Yeah, it's big imbalance. And that was to be, you know, and I used to be very private about my inner practice because I felt it was my business and it was important to me and I found it valuable. But at, 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 after 9-11, I said, no, this needs to be a conversation. 
And so since two, since 9-11, I have worked on making it a conversation and figuring out ways of ha- helping people find it attractive to be present in their own life. Hmm. And, and then out of that, out of, out of a peaceful, content, loved state of being, I'm going to build a very different world and I'm going to see a very different world than I would if I was angry or fearful. You know, if I'm fearful, I see danger. If I'm angry, I see enemies. And if I, if I'm peace, uh, if I'm in peace, I see, oh my God, peace has always been everywhere. But only peace in me knows that. So you can't, if you can't see peace everywhere, you need to look deeper into the peace at the, in the core of your being. And then you'll see it's everywhere. It's always been everywhere, even on the battlefield. You know, but on the battlefield, the guys, you know, they're in peace. The battle takes place in peace. Right? Right. There's peace inside those people. There's peace around those people. There's peace between those people, above, below, everywhere. But they're not focused on peace. They're focused on, you're my enemy, I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. You're my enemy, I'm going to kill you. And then they, they fight out this crazy battle where they destroy each other's bodies in a in 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 a, a setting of perfect peace if they knew now if they knew they would just drop their <laughs> drop their guns and stuff and share their lunch <laughs> right absolutely I, why why is it that i mean look let's take medicine out of this you already said you know your piece on that and you know but we've got science even um you know we've yeah. got you know psychology is considered science and all these scientists and all this stuff why is all this lost why is it because i agree with you and everything that you said i'm damaged i've been damaged i'm a damaged human same um, same <laughs> um and 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 everything that you know the clearest day the epiphanies if you will that have come to me over the years and the things that have changed my life and put me in the position that i am in right You're welcome. now have all yeah have all <laughs> <laughs> good, good one. <laughs> Different epiphanies. <laughs> epiphanies, a chick I went to high school with, but oh, um, stop. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, but um, you know, why are all like all these things? They really make sense. It's the clarity. It's the peace, right? It's the glare. It's the beautiful. I'm back in the in the in the Buddha. Uh, you know, the Buddha den, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm mm-hmm. relaxing. Um, you know, all these things. They, why is it lost on that? Why do we? Why do we look so hard in the other direction? <clears throat> Well, I think it's because the the journey to disconnect is a journey that every human being takes. The journey back, you know, that journey out is automatic for survival. The journey back has to be deliberate. And heartache is as close as you get for being called home. But then you misinterpret it and you try to not go there. And then you can't take the journey. But the others, and then out of that comes, you know, it's like because people were disconnected, everything they do is disconnected. I'll give you a couple of examples. I I went into biology because my parents taught us Latin and Greek roots of words. And I knew biology means bio is life, logi is study, the study of life. And I wanted to study life. I wanted to know what life is. And I figured we would get a glass jar by the end of it, we would have a glass jar that was half full of, of something that was liquid, liquid and brilliantly shining. That's what I thought I would get from biology. But in biology, we study everything but life. We study form and we study function 
but the bio never gets anything. We study in chemistry, ATP is the energy molecule, right. we say. We, we get a handle on the molecule, but we never get a handle on the energy, hmm. right? We see the work is done by energy, but we never see the energy, right? In psychology, study of soul. Thought, oh, yeah, well, that must be somewhere in the in – the, we don't study soul in, in psychology. In psychology, we study uh, mind and thought mm-hmm. and emotion. We don't study the soul. So in – so we – you know, and then just like I said before, in medicine, we don't study health. We study disease. So we're always studying the problems when, in fact, we – as human beings in our nature are are the solution and we just get and we just keep moving the problems shoving them around under the carpet right from place to place and never fix anything you know there's no cure for cancer in medicine there's no cure and there's no reason to cure it because if you can suppress symptoms you can sell the drugs for life mm. you're sh- you're shortening the life that's the downside for the for the pharmaceutical industry, you'll shorten the life. But as long as it's alive, you're going to be selling uh, pain, pain suppressants, symptom suppressants, right? So we've, we, the negativity, and what I'm saying is this is corrupt. The first corruption, you know, corrupt means when something gets off its nature. That's what it means, mm-hmm. right? The first corruption is our disconnection from ourselves. We cannot build a world that is not corrupt if we are whole inside in our being. And that's why this is the, is the first order of business. It's not the environment. Greta Thunberg, I love her and I love her teenage energy. Right. It's not the solution. A different state of being is a solution. And what we've done in the world is the collection, the, the, you know, the sum total of all of the individual states of being. Right. Right. And there was only a few people who, who uh, propagate love and peace, but there's a lot of people who propagate war. You know, when it comes to peace, we don't give it any attention. We don't do anything. When it comes to war, we build missiles and we build screws and we assemble those things and we make explosives and we put them on planes. And, you know, we've done so many things deliberately, deliberately, deliberately to do war. If we had that kind of dedication to peace, we actually would be living in peace. Both are equally possible, but you don't see that if you haven't first made peace with yourself. Make peace with your own life. Make peace with your own. Found the peace that is the root of your own existence. Is like the lack of tangibility to peace an issue with it? Is it that that you know war? We could see it. We can publicize it. We can make it. We can do all this stuff. Peace is you know as you say, it's more internal. It's it's it's. Um, yeah. No. No. But no. But if you bring your awareness internally, right. peace is just as palpable right. as anything you see on the outside. I just think of, you know, as I'm sitting, just, I'm sitting here thinking and, you know, I'm going back to my Jung and, you know, Jung and Campbell and the collective conscious and, you know, yeah. of, you know, we all kind of share this, you know, I guess, you know, our minds and our feelings and our energy. And um, what's crazy is that 
you know, even even recently, you know, really trying to work with people that, you know, maybe have, um, you know, have disabilities or have disease or things like that where, yeah. you know, doctors – and again, I, there's a place for Western medicine. I mean, I, I hate to say mm-hmm. that, you know, everything's negative mm-hmm. and, because it there isn't. Is. There is be- yeah. research that, yeah. that is great. But what, you know, we're kind of battling here from, you know – the fitness professional and from this other angle is that, you know, we hear doctors tell people, no, you can't do that. This isn't good or don't blah, you know, and it's all of a sudden you see people shut down to opening their minds up to there's other possibilities than just taking this medication mm-hmm. that again, what do, what do a lot of, you know, medications do? They kill a lot of things in your body. It may just not be one thing. It may be many, um, you know, and yeah. that's something, you know, I don't know how you feel about that because I see people sometimes their energy. And again, I'm not that, per- I always say this, I'm not that kumbaya sitting like stringing a guitar in the woods. That's not me. I'm very practical. But that's okay too. But, right. And that's, but that's okay. A, but that's okay too. <laughs> right. But I'm very practical, but I see and I yeah. feel people's energies just crushed when they hear, yeah. nope, that's not possible. Nope. Yeah. You know, you can try can. it, but it's, yeah, but it, that's, that's not going to work for you. But, yeah. and I'm like, wh- who's to say that you can't, yeah, how do you know? How do you, how know? Do you know? Or, you it's know, not your, if yeah. it's not your field of expertise, how would you know? It's ins- And why would you, why would you insist on having an opinion on something you don't know? I just think the energy right? itself. I have a, go ahead. I have a, I have a quote from uh, Al Gore, I think came up with this quote. I, I don't know if he got it from somewhere else. But he said, you know, it's hard to convince somebody to understand something if their livelihood depends on them not uh, not understanding it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? that's true. Right. So, you know, and we we have not set up a, <clears throat> you know, if all things considered, if peace is as important <clears throat> to prevent us from killing each other as I'm saying it is, then peace should get more attention and should get more money and should get more time and should get more resources than war. But yeah. the way we've got it set up, everything that's physical gets money and everything that's not physical, well, maybe they pay for your time, they pay a little bit for a lecture, but, you you know, and be, and we are so focused on the physical, the external, and, and then... And then money has become the symbol for all of that, that we're literally not giving what is possible, the attention and the time they need to become the, the main, to become the mainstream. Even though we carry all of that, we are wired for it and something in us aches for it, but we talk ourselves out of it. Because we're surrounded by people who are disconnected from themselves, and we and we listen to them as experts. Yeah, that maybe, is. Maybe you need a different kind of. Me- maybe we need different kind of mentor. Absolutely, someone who's actually done the inner exploration and knows what they're talking about when it comes to human beings and how we function and how health works. Because health begins with awareness, then it, then life energy. They never get sick. Inspiration is the cure for depression, right? Mm-hmm. All of those are internal. You already have them. Matter of just going there. And when you get further out, you're in the world of, of movement and changes and forms and form 
and and the destruction of form. And we're doing everything on the outside level. And that's all always only going to be symptom suppression. Yes, there is a place for that, but it's not healthcare. It's a misrepresentation to call what doctors are trained in healthcare. It is symptom suppression, crisis management, life support system. They're good at those things. Mm-hmm. And monitoring your downhill journey into the graveyard. They're good <laughs> at those four things. They are not doing healthcare. They're softening the blow. Oh <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, or or numbing numbing the pain. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, geez. So yeah. again, we have we could go on seriously forever. And you know what we have to get into though is you know with you know with everything that you're that you're doing yeah. with oils and the endurance and where where does that come into play with everything that you just talked about and your mission and your being enlightened? Where does this come into? Yeah, you know, but it, yeah. If you want to be f- completely healthy, you have to give everything its due. Because if you look around, everything affects your health. And I'll give you my eight, list of eight. Awareness affects your health. Where you focus awareness, be, that becomes your reality. If you ignore what in you is eternal, indestructible, um, infinite, if you ignore that. That's going to affect your health. Ignoring the life energy is going to affect your health. Number three, inspiration. That's the positive part of mind. Uh, creativity, genius. That's all part of that. Uh, if you ignore that, you're, it's going to affect your health. Then food and fitness, and I add digestion and detox and rest to that. That's the physical. That affects your health. How you're doing that affects your health. Then the fifth part, survival smarts, how you are, how you deal with crises and whether you have the skills to deal with them and whether you preempt the crisis by having the skills to deal with it or being calm under fire because you know that something in you is indestructible. So you can deal with crises a lot better when you're in that state of being. So those are the five internal. Then the next one, number six, People affect your health. In fact, when we used to know that as kids, when somebody, when we played and somebody really ticked us off, we would yell at him, you make me sick. Right? <laughs> so we've known that forever, that people, people affect your health, even as kids. Sure. Right. That's number six. Number seven, what you're surrounded by, your natural environment. You know, when we, when you, if you, if we knock down all the trees, then where's going to be our oxygen that we need to breathe, yeah. right? And if we knock down the, the trees, then all the water is going to go down. Where's going to be our water coming from? Right. And so, and so what we do to the environment, we'll do to ourselves. That's number seven. And number eight is the big picture, which is the awareness at the core of your being. If you go to that deep and become aware of that awareness and then you follow it outward, you realize it's not limited to your body. It's everywhere. It's infinite. So here you are, a, a human body that is terminal in an infinite universe that is deathless. And to be able to be present to both and be okay with both is the big picture. So if you want to be fully healthy, you have to give each one of those eight their due because each one of them has a different nature, a different function, needs a different kind of attention, 
needs attention on a regular basis, goes off in a different way and responds to a different kind of intervention. And so fundamentally, so you go to the gym, that's good, but you need to rest too. And, you know, people used to say, oh, if I get really good with fitness, then that's going to ex extend to all other areas of life. No, it doesn't. Just like when you, you can do a meditation on peace and feel great peace and your head can still be completely screwed up with all of the crazy mm -hmm. ideas that you've picked up. If you want to have peace, that's good. But if you want to change your mind, then you actually have to actively do that. Right? The same, same, I can live in peace, but I, that doesn't make my biceps grow. Right. My biceps grow by doing physical stuff. So I can have my peace and I can do my, my, my bicep curls, right, to build my biceps if that's what I want to do. But just doing one of those eight doesn't fix the other seven. You li literally have to do, give everything it's due. Like pieces to the puzzle. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then what are the pieces? And then emotions, right? What are emotions? Why are emotions so complicated? You know, one guy looks at something, goes ballistic, and another person is say, yeah, what's the problem? Yeah. <laughs> Why is it so different? Yeah. It's because it's because emotions are the composite of the other eight. All right. And depending on your mastery of those eight will tell you where your emotions are going to be. So if you haven't mastered... Uh, um, I forgot what I was going to say, um, <laughs> but fu but fundamentally, fundamentally, yeah. If you got if you're in line, if you live aligned with all eight of those parts, it's internal awareness, life energy, inspiration, physical body, food, water, air, and light, um, survival smarts, social environmental and big picture. If you're in aligned with all of those, then your dominant emotion is going to be calm presence, calm presence. Cause you're not going to get, you know, you're not going to have, if you're fully present in all your being, you're not in your head with all your expectations. And when one of your so-called expectations get rattled, then you're not going to go ballistic. Cause it's like, so how important is that? Right. Right. And these but if you're if you're not present in your own peace and you're not feeling fulfilled, then sometimes you hang your fulfillment or your love or your whatever the emotion is that you want to feel. You hang that on some condition. So, for instance, I'll say if eight billion people love me, I'm going to be content. How much time do you think I'm going to spend content if that's the way I set it up? Right? Never. Right. Never. Because yeah. I, yeah, not, no, it's an eight billion people are not going to love me. Right. right? Okay. But if you say, I'm going to feel content because contentment is already part of my nature and it does not depend on any condition other than me going to where it is. How much of the time do you think I, do you think I'm going to spend content? Well, as much time as I want. All of it. Because, because I'm in charge, I can go there. Right? And that's a superpower. I mean, in this time, in oh, this, you know, that's mm -hmm. that's the superpower. That's that's everything. Yeah, every, 
Everything is there. Everything that any of the masters, Buddha and Christ and Krishna and all those guys talked about, exists within you. Yes. Because life is the master. Life. Life energy is the master. You know, there's like, like, okay, let me ask you a question. I pointed you and I say, hey, whose body is that? What's your answer? Mind. Yeah. Mind. Everybody, almost everybody would say mind. You know what you've just told me? What? You have just told me that you are not the body. You you have just told me you right. own the I body. I own it. I own it. You, it's mine. You are it's the mine. owners. Right. Okay, yeah. so. Who's me? Okay. Whose body okay. is it? Yeah. So, yeah, so who, so who is the owner? My soul. My soul owns this. Whatever yeah, that life, may be. Life, right. owns, life yeah. owns your body. Mm-hmm. So you are actually life. Right. Yeah. You're blown, but how much, blown our minds. But, yeah, and then the question is, well, how well do you know who you are as yeah. life? Hardly ever, because we always look this way. We don't look this way. You do, we, don't, we don't look into it. We look away from it. I love it. Right? And the moment that you start to look into it, you recognize that Buddha is a part of your nature. And Christ is a part of your nature. And Krishna is a part of your nature. And Lao Tzu and Huang Po and maybe Socrates, whoever all these people are that we put up as our spiritual masters, that thing lives in you. That thing lives in 8 billion people, no matter what their story is, their culture is, their history is, their religion is, their uh, politics is, their nation is, their geography is, no matter their gender is, their ages, no matter what, every human being has the living master called life, called energy, called power, omnipresent, omnipotent, and omniscient inside running the entire show, even though it weighs nothing, runs everything. How about that? I agree. So, so everything, so everything we want for the world when we, when our heart's in the right place, we already have, (laughs) but we want, we say, oh, but I want them to, to smarten up. Sure. When the fact is I need to smarten up. You know, and and as proof, we feel it when it's there. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we we feel it. It's it's yeah. there, burning. It's it's lit. It's lit up. But now we need to become honest about it, right? Because sure. because we've been told, oh no no, he was good, and you're 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 screwed up. And the only way you can get unscrewed up is you pay your ten percent to us, and then we'll intercede for you with him. <laughs> What? <laughs> you know, oh, oh, oh. And by the way, if you do all the right things for us, then after you die, some really good stuff is going to happen for you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You Even know what? Better. You know, I'd like to sell you a car. You'll get the car. It'll be the best car in the world. Whatever's your favorite car. Furling. What is it? Uh, you know. And, yeah. well, what, what's the best car? What do you think is the best know, car in the world? I don't know. A Cadillac. I don't know. It could be <laughs> okay, a Maserati or something. You know? Okay. Cadillac for you and a Maserati for you. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm I'm going to give you that car. I want you to give me the money now, and I deliver the car the moment you die. <laughs> yeah. No, no thanks. Why can't yeah, it's? I, I mean, what you're saying is it's so powerful. And then I don't care what profession you're in. I don't care. All of our listeners, whether they're fitness professionals or they're in businesses or owners or companies, whatever yep. around the world, this is something that you know it makes you a better 
not just person, it makes you a better friend and a better coworker and a boss and it, you know, the domino, better everything. Better everything. And you yeah. feel like, wow, I am, I matter. I don't know if that, yeah. you know, it's like you matter yeah. and there's a purpose and it's hard. Yeah. Like we said before that not everyone is willing to feel the feels and to draw. No, I, I disagree. I disagree. Yeah? I disagree. It's been misrepresented. We're not very good at, at making it clear. Okay. So when I, when somebody doesn't get it, I always say, well, that's my fault because there must be a way to get through. And then I start figuring out how can I explain it in a way that they can understand. So it's not that they don't want to hear. Everybody knows heartache. I have mm-hmm. never yet met someone who doesn't know heartache, mm. but I've also never met anybody who knew what that means. Hmm. You, that that's your that that's not about your grandmother or your betrayal or your getting dumped. That's the trigger for it. But it's actually just always when the when your distraction ends, you go back to having lost something, lost your connection to yourself. And I talk about heartache. That's where I start. I don't talk about peace. I talk about heartache because everybody knows that. And and because I know heartache, but I also know the journey to peace. I can take them from heartache to peace, but you got to start, you got to talk to people to where they live. And that's always in their problem. And in their problem, you know, the problem is the, is the call. The problem is the call home. That's the call. The, you know, if you put it into the mythology, the hero's journey. Starts with heartache, starts with a call, starts with something that I, there's something not right and I got to f- figure it out. And then the journey, the hero goes on a journey and then he finds, finds the dragons, he slays the dragons, he finds the gift. The gift is always love, always wholeness. Mm. And then they brings it back to their people, right? But the journey is always first personal before it becomes social. First Got a little Beowulf coming on. To, uh, I'm loving all the literary uh, you know, well, references today. Yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah. it's the truth. It's the common denominator. You know, it's the, start, yeah. it's and, the starting and, point. And, it's, and everybody, and, and you know, it's one thing what you do, what your skill set is. So you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're a, you're a radio show host, you're a, you know, a biochemist, you're whatever. That's your skills. But who are you? Right. Is, is really the more important question. Because you can change different skills, you can learn different skills. But if you don't have a handle on yourself, you're going to be lousy at your skill, <laughs> and you're going to have a really hard time changing when you need to change. And you're going to and you're going to fry every time something, some expectation doesn't get met. I would say that's the not more important. That's the most important thing. Who are you? Okay. Yeah. All right. I I'm, would say I'm wrong. Most I'm wrong. Most. I'm wrong and you're right. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Very good. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, all right, let's, you know, as we're, as we're wrapping up, I think that we could go on probably forever. Yeah, we um, need, we need a part we're, two we're here. We're going to need to have a part two well, at no, some point. No, no, at some point I would have to go pee. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we'll have a hiatus and, you know. That comes from within too. <laughs> yes, also within. Um, so, so so much information today, and again, I hope everyone listening has and, has gotten something amazing out of this. And we, and we didn't even talk about a nude beat. Oh, no. <laughs> we're gonna let that one hang. Oh, 
<laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do it on the next one. Okay, we'll do it again, and we'll do it on the next one. That's right. Oh my gosh! So I need you to tell our listeners um, where can they find the books or get them. Also, um, they yeah. want to reach out to you. Go tell yeah. them your websites. We're going to pump it as well. But um, yeah. tell us. Go ahead. Yeah. The well, the book on fats is called Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill. And the book of the, that's an overview of the big picture that we've just been talking about. It's called The Book on Total Sexy Health, The Eight Key Parts Designed by Nature. The website, I have two. One is called Udo's Choice, U-D-O-S Choice.com. That's where I talk about the oil and digestive enzymes, probiotics, fiber, greens, and a few other things that I've been involved in on the physical level. And the other one is called The Udo, T-H-E-U-D-O, theudo.com. And on that, there's all my educational material. And uh, uh, and I'm on on Facebook and Instagram, so I'm not hard to find. I've got a YouTube channel. It's not, I'm not hard to find. U-D-O, <laughs> you'll get and find me. You know, That's right. How many Udos? There are not very many Udos. <laughs> there's not very many. There's a few, but not very many. Well, none a, none like you, rare. I'm sure. Yeah, none like me. No. <laughs> Thank God there's none, none, no, no one else oh, like me. <laughs> I was saying we can use a few more like you, but that's yeah. all right, you know. No, no, we want to need a few more that, that are like themselves, that sure. like themselves and that are, are uh, like themselves. Double down. Yes. You have been so much fun, so fantastic. Yeah. And what a great way to end a week kind of reevaluating ourselves and, you know, taking that inward journey has been fantastic. Um, I hope all of our listeners really, you know, take a step back and, you know, ask themselves, you know, who, what's important in my life and who am I? Important. Well, you are most important, fully present in all of your being and your surroundings is the cherished state, not lost in your head in thoughts and ideas and crazy stuff made up. I mean, not crazy in the way you guys are crazy. <laughs> crazy in, That's a in being speech. insane made up. <laughs> well, oh, my goodness. We can't thank you enough. This was tremendous, and uh, we appreciate your right. time. And, uh, you know, we just love this conversation, and uh, we hope to have another one sometime soon. Let's do it. Udo, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's beautiful that you're doing this. You know, you're, you know, how many people, I don't know how many people listen to what you do, but you're an amplifier for a message. I think the message is an important message. Beautiful. Well, we appreciate that. Thank you for being that amplifier and thanks for being such incredibly fun hosts. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right. So, you know what? With that said, it's Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And a microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.